Welcome, and thank you for listening to the 9-7 Podcast, where we talk about our journey from 9-7 to now. We are your hosts, Richard and Mary Robinson. Though we aren't relationship experts, we've learned a lot along the way since 9-7. Welcome back, everyone. Hey. So how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. On this cold, rainy sad day it is not sad i mean it's sad that we couldn't go for our walk which i do thoroughly enjoy but it's just too misty and the sidewalk is too many puddles to do that today so yeah it's too wet we'll do something else on the inside get some exercise in but i do enjoy that that little 30 minutes that we dedicate to ourselves i'm gonna do some remote calisthenics (laughs) channel up channel down you're funny i'll probably pull up something on apple fitness or something like that oh yeah yeah so today's conversation we're gonna go back to where we have left off in our journey Mm -hmm. i think the last episode in that line of in season one mm -hmm, in season one the last of those episodes we talked about being new parents Mm mm-hmm um, but I don't, I, I mean, we kind of touched on here and there, different things that happened, um, after we became parents, but we've never really talked specifically about, um, you know, life after having our first. And so we'll be intermittently over the next, um, over this season going into the rest, you know, from the last 12 years on just some more detail right because married wise we're 18 years in so i think we've covered what six seven years yeah about seven years worth well no more than that because we've been together 20 24 years Mm -hmm. so we've covered about half yeah we'll say but you know at the same time it's we told the story kind of chronologically We didn't do like a deep dive into any one area to get to any hardcore specifics. Yeah. So now we'll, you know, like I said, intermittently, it may not be every single week as, you know, different topics arise. But um, now we'll talk a little bit more about what it was like to be first time parents and both, you know, working professionals at the same time. Mm hmm. Um, and having, you know, all the things that that involved. Yeah. So as the story goes, we had our first child and I stopped working for like six months or so. Mm-hmm. And you were still working. And, you know, if you go back to the first season, we have a whole episode where we talked about that dynamic mm-hmm. and being head of household and all those kind of things. And insecurities and all the things that come with being new parents and all that kind of stuff but then we got to a point where you went back to work I went to work and we actually tried daycare because this was before she was old enough for school right oh way before she was still less than one Mm -hmm. so yeah so it it worked out to where when we had her in May, I had enough leave saved up to where I didn't have to go back to work. 
And I actually was able to um, work it out so that two weeks prior to my due date, I could stop working. So I actually stopped working like beginning of May. And then because, you know, in Virginia, there's standards of learning. So I was teaching. And so I was so close to (laughs) delivery that I wouldn't have been able to administer the test for fear of it being an irregularity if I'd have gone into labor in the middle of the assessment. Mm-hmm. It would have been an issue for all the kids. So um, I was able to not be involved in the testing process and I was able to start my leave early. So, um, Is that a test and irregularity? Um, yeah, anything can be a test and irregularity. Somebody it's, sneezing? No, but say someone comes into the classroom without directed um, intentions, like they didn't, they weren't, like they just come into the classroom. That's an irregularity. Oh, like they weren't told to come. Right. Well, how do you, I guess they're not doing that so well as in twenty twenty one, then. Well, they didn't do them last year. Um. Well, I a friend of mine, actually a friend of our daughter's, um, her school down in Virginia apparently. She's, they're all in seventh grade, and they had to be bused into school today to take a test. Dang. And even though they're 100% remote right now, they have them bust into school to take a, a, a SOL test, and then they come back home. It's like, man, Dang. that's kind of messed up. But um, Sound like they set up to fail. So I don't know how much weight the tests are carrying. I haven't really kept up to date with that because I don't have to. But... Um, they did something to that effect today. Mm -hmm. Okay. But, um, so at any rate, I couldn't test that year because my due date was right smack in the middle of testing season. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to get off early and then, I mean, start my leave early, didn't have to go back until the fall. So I was out from essentially the beginning of May until teacher service week in the end of August and then you had um a job at the time where you worked at night mm-hmm. so or did you stop working I think you had stopped working I stopped working there yeah. yeah and so then when I went back to work you were able to get another job no no when you, when I went back to work you were able to stop working completely and you didn't get another job until it was like right around Christmas time yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's part of that six months. Right. I'm just reiterating. That's oh, it. okay. And so then at that point, we had to really discuss what are we going to do with Amari? Like, what are we, how are we going to handle that? So we put her in daycare. And at first it was going well. We didn't have any issues. It was a daycare that was recommended, you know, some other folk that we knew had their children there. A couple, a lady that I went to college with um, worked there. But then it was about maybe the fourth month in, and they had been they had had to call us like two or three times to come pick her up early. I mean, before we even get into that, the cost of daycare, yeah, daycare is crazy is bananas because. I forget what we were paying, but we were paying a couple of hundred bucks a week plus diapers plus, plus food. food 
You know what I'm saying? And it's like, well... And granted, at that time, food was still relatively free because I was still... Um, I was pumping. Yeah, but... So, relatively free, but still, that was, it was a lot. But still, yeah. And so, it's like, we, we had to do all of that, plus drop her off. And anybody who's done daycare know about the, you know, the fees and the, oh, if you don't pick them up on time type stuff. So, it's like, you got to deal with the rushing after work to get there to pick to pick her up plus you had to provide diapers which weren't cheap plus you know food you know what i'm saying and then at any random moment they can call you and, and tell you to come get her and be like oh she got a fever oh she spit up more than three up. times yeah like i was like well what do we what what do we really what's the value prop and yeah. that, like, because if you can call me at any random time, I don't pay you three, four hundred dollars that you get whether she's there or not, right? And then two, three times out of the week, you call. I think it was like two seventy a week. Whatever it was, it was like we didn't have a whole lot of money to be slinging around like that. So it was, it was a lot. And then it was almost to the point where we barely were making. It was barely more than if one of us had just stopped working at all. Yeah. And, and like, we barely... Like, we were breaking more than even. Let me say that. That's why we kept working. But, yeah, it was like... The cost of daycare was over $1,000 a month. Yeah. And then they could still call you, in which case... You still got to leave work or whatever. Right. And and come pick the baby up. And it's like, well... Well, darn. Like, what's, what's really going on here? Especially, especially if, like in our case, it turned out that it was their negligence. Well, one time it was legit. Like one time, she went. She had a little fever. Took to the doctor. She had RSV. Okay. Um, What's that? She reserved for dinner. Respiratory. Not RSV. RSVP. Oh. <laughs> Some kind of respiratory. Oh, virus. I just thought she was about to get a dinner. Or but it wasn't bad. Like and even when colors. I went to the doctor, that's when she got the little. No, that was later on. But. Um, when we went to the doctor, you know, she, I had to stay out of work for a day or two. I think that happened on like maybe a Wednesday. So I just stayed out of work the rest, the rest of the week, Mm -hmm. which is not easy when you're a teacher. It's not like you can just drop it all and stay home. You got to make all them lesson plans and everything. And it was a, it's a hassle, Mm -hmm. but, um, but it's not, that's, that's, it's not easy, you know. Regardless of profession, especially at the level we were at then, I always like after that experience, I do feel some kind of way for parents that are young in that position. Yeah. Because getting off work, like you know where we from, if you work at the shipyard or any kind of factory work, just picking up and leaving is a is a big deal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or if you hourly wage, if you walk away, you're not getting paid for the rest of that day. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But they still want their 270 plus diapers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, after that experience, I really feel for people in that position. And yeah. I don't wish that on anyone if they can, if you can avoid it. Because right. it's tough and it makes a, a strenuous or stressful situation even more stressful. Because I got to imagine, you know, I know how I felt as a dad with her still being that small going to daycare. Yep. So I can imagine what this separation anxiety for you was like. Yeah, it was when it's like rough. I'm at work, 
and I'm a professional and I'm doing my job. But my baby is over here. And then they call and be like, oh, your baby got a fever or she spit up three times. And you're like, well, she didn't have a fever when we left this morning. You know what I'm saying? Or what happened to make her spit up? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm instantly blaming them. Mm-hmm. That's That was my first <clears throat> thing. You called me and was like, the baby spit up three times. My first question is, what did you do to my child? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, she don't do that at home. Because it's different, you know, if she was sick the night before. Then it's kind of like, well, what we going to do? We ain't even going to really pack her up to go to daycare. Because if she spit right. up the night before or right. she felt warm, it's like, it ain't no need. Yeah, because there were times that we didn't take her yeah. in because, oh... I know it's just a cold, but she's at like 99. Right. You know, she's grumpy. We're going to just stay home. Yeah, one of us just going to stay at the house. Like, not even playing that game. Mm -mm. So, it's like when you at work and you trying to get work done. And that didn't happen very often. No, no. Which was another reason why when they called us, we were like, wait, our child is not. This is real suspicious. She's not, like, typically ill. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe once or twice in her first year that she, like, she had RSV that one time. And then she had like a cold, like just a typical little runny nose, 99, just a little bit grumpy. But that was it. Mm -hmm. So when they called us those other two times talking about, well, she spit up and it's more than three times. And so the first time, you know, they always say, well, you need to have a doctor's note. Of course, we take her in. You know, that's we don't play about health and things like that. And the doctor's like, no, she's fine. But then the second time we go in, I, they call and I go in and <clears throat> I'm getting out of the car and there's a lady there. She's sitting outside eating her lunch and she said, hey, Miss Robinson. I said, hello. And I'm not going to call any names. And she said, you here to pick up your baby? I said, yeah, they said they called because they said that she spit up more than three 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 times i think their limit was like three or something like that and this mind you it was like lunchtime so it was she she had been there at that point maybe four hours um and so she said well check her bottles and i said okay so i go in and mind you that good whistleblower we always had more than enough more than enough food bottles whatever it was that we needed to have like there was never an issue where we were lacking anything and i go in and at that point she had drank all but two of the bottles i don't recall exactly how many it was but i know that at that point in the day she should have only had two so i think they may have given her like four this raised my blood pressure just talking about and i'm looking like wait a minute of course she gonna spit up y'all and overfed my child and so we took her out i was ready to line them people up and slap them like the three stooges uh well now granted i didn't check the bottles until i was already back in the car yeah right? yeah and so i get her in the car i'm looking through the diaper bag and i'm like oh my god by this time the lady that had told me she was already back inside so i couldn't tell her thank you or anything like that and so I was like, I cannot believe this. They calling me. And then then it made me think, well, the last time did that happen too? And I just didn't, 
attend to it enough or maybe it was later in the day so it didn't trigger that thought process for me and you know being a new parent you feel all kinds of like guilty and then you still feel that sometimes and then then you start to question everything and so that was like on a Thursday the next day we didn't take her back that Monday we went just to grab the rest of her stuff and we were like she's out um and like we I explained why and they didn't make me finish paying out for that month like I was supposed to because they knew that I had some evidence that would call negligence on them so I guess they figured that was their way of like you know getting there breaking even breaking or even or whatever and at that point though then we're looking at each other like now what are we gonna do <laughs> and I know like you were hot hot like you wanted to go down there and give them all the peace of your mind mm-hmm. because it just wasn't right for them to be doing that but um I we, mean we we kept it you I mean, know the 20 pr- the 2021 version of me now would have just been like you'll be hearing from my lawyer right um, but we kept it, you know, cordial, I guess the best word is the best word for it. But at that point, like I said, we didn't have a solution for childcare. Um, so I called my mom and we explained to her what had happened and she agreed and, and, um, we were blessed enough for her to be able to come and stay with us. Enter the mother-in-law. <laughs> come mother-in-love and come and stay with us for an indefinite amount of time. At first we were going to try to find another daycare. But then even she was like, no, don't do not do that. Because um, she had worked at daycares before. But, you know. And there's how many of y'all? 17? There's five of us. And then... Now, my mom was the mom that kind of raised the neighborhood. So, she's well-liked, well-loved by many, 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 many. Mm-hmm. And so, a vast majority of the the young kids in our neighborhood, mostly young black kids in our neighborhood, were raised by Mama Phyllis. Mm-hmm. And, so, um, you know, when their parents were at work, my mom was their caregiver. Yeah, so... In that moment, we instantly became a multi-generational household. Very much so. Which was um, interesting, to say the least. Uh, just because, you know, you have the the simple dynamics of people in space, you know? People are used to having their own space and things like that. Um, and then your mom's used to running a house, mm-hmm. you know? But by this time, we had been married a number of years. And you're used to running your house. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's an interesting dynamic to to, to work through. Um, she but, did pretty good, though. She didn't really try to overstep too much. No, no, I'm just saying. It's not... I don't think... Now, this is just my opinion. I don't think anybody in a multi-generational home... I don't think anybody purposefully oversteps you're exactly right i was just thinking about that language that i used i don't think she tried to overstep at all yeah there were times that she wanted something 
And I was like, well, I don't do it that way. Right, right. But it wasn't like I'm trying to step on your toes. Right. It's or not like it a, was never like that. It's not like the sitcoms where the mother-in-law comes and she's just like, uh, paint the walls blue and we gonna change right. this furniture and and it's it's not it wasn't like that at all. It's just mm-hmm. that she was used to running the house and you were used to running the house and sometimes how you ran ran your homes would conflict. Yeah. slightly but it was never like a malicious thing and i don't think it you know from my from my opinion of it is i don't think anybody in those multi-generational homes that it is malicious it's just that you just have a difference of opinion mm-hmm. but all in all it was it was the, it was a huge blessing because she came and she was able to stay and i think you know having that older person in the house um not only influenced us but i think it was a good influence on our on our daughter Mm -hmm. you know i'm saying she got to you know as she was coming up she got to listen to the wisdom of of an elder in different things Mm -hmm. you know i'm saying which i think alters your thought process just a little bit you know being the child of um you know I'm giggling Older because parents. I, I'm, our kids are just, I don't know if they'll, if, if you'll you, be able to hear it. this, they but can hear it. just the fact that our kids are downstairs singing at the top of their lungs is making me chuckle. But yeah. you know, being, being the, the child of slightly older parents and spending a considerable time with my grandparents, you know, it's a, it's been nothing but a benefit for me as I've gotten older and I feel like our oldest daughter has that same benefit, you know, mm-hmm. having spent that elongated amount of time with with somebody that's that's a little older. So it's, that's a blessing all the way around. And I, I mean, and not to fast forward, but even now, like, you know, still with the Rona in these streets, um, our kids have really embraced technology in the way of connecting with their grandparents. And so... It's really nice that, you know, they FaceTime them pretty often, if not every, if not multiple times a week, it's usually every single week. Mm-hmm. And they just sit and, you know, I'll walk past their room and they'll just be in there showing them dressed up and just talking. It's just really nice and sweet to see yeah. them still connecting on that level. Yeah. All three of them at this point, not just our oldest. Yeah. So Now, now <clears throat> at the same time, don't get me wrong multi-generational especially going from not multi-generational to multi-generational you know i think it's different if you're in a multi-generational home and that's just your norm but like Mm -hmm. for us to go because even even when we lived at home we weren't necessarily multi-generational in the way that our grandparents didn't necessarily live right. with our they, parents. They may have been close proximity, close by, but, but they didn't live like there. Living, yes. And so we went from that to just me and you, you know what I'm saying, to me, you, and our child, hence starting a family. And then we became multi-generational, in which case, by that point, you and I had some established routines Routine and, and, and some processes and things we like to do and how we like things to be and all the kind of minor stuff that you don't even think about until there's a new person in your space right and they have a difference of opinion right 
you know, and that's and that and it does take some patience. Don't don't get me wrong. It's not it's not all bad, but it's not all roses either. It does take a little bit of patience to get used to having this this other person in your space, you know, that does retain some authority because you're going to respect your elders Mm -hmm. and things like that. And but they need their space, too. So they're, right. they're moving through and, and they need their space to be who they are as a person and, and that kind of thing. And then we were living in the in in Hampton at the time. Right. So we living in the townhouse, which is not like the most spacious. Right. Of of accommodation. So yeah, the first her the first year and a half that she was there. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, first year and a half that she was there. Mm-hmm. No, just one year, because when. Amara turned two, we moved into the house. Oh, but it was so one, just a year. But it's still that's a whole year. Yeah, yeah, and it, and <clears> it <throat> just took some getting used to and and you know having some grace and some patience. Yeah, and and you know giving giving each other space. And a lot of miles on our car because you know she stayed with us during the week, but we didn't want her to feel like she couldn't also go back home. So then there was majority of weekends we were taking her back home yeah 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 because she don't drive yeah Mm because she doesn't drive so taking Mm -hmm. her back home so that she could you know tend to her house or whatever and then bring her come back and get her on sunday evening and Mm -hmm. you know then for the next week and not every weekend she didn't go home every weekend at least not at first Mm -mm. um but over time that became you know a regular thing especially when my grandmother her health started to decline and so then she would have to go home on the weekends to help tend to yeah. her mom mm-hmm. so then coming to stay with us i'm sure you know she would get a little bit of breath in like Ooh. Mm-hmm. because you know we, we we and i think we did a good job of creating an environment where she could just relax and you know didn't have too much on her plate to do mm-hmm. like i cooked everything still I didn't rely on, you know, the fact that I know my mom can cook. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't rely on that. There was a few times where she would cook because I had like um after school function or something that I had to stay for. Mm-hmm. And she would cook and, you know, on those days. But they were maybe once a quarter. So it wasn't like it was a regular thing. Um, I still cooked breakfast. What was it like to have somebody else in your kitchen? It was fine because I, you know, I grew up with my mom. You know, I was in her kitchen. You mm. know what I'm saying? So, you know, and I I keep things quite neat in like in the kitchen area because we didn't have a whole lot to begin with. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like, oh, my dishes are out of place because we only had what we <laughs> what we needed. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like we had a ton of stuff. So it was. It wasn't a big deal. Do you think you, your kitchen mirrors your mama's kitchen just because that's the kitchen you grew up with? It doesn't really mirror it, but it it doesn't mirror it in the, I guess, in the actual where things are. But it mirrors it. But I feel like maybe all kitchens do this in that everything has a place. Oh, Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So once you are in the kitchen enough to realize, oh, this is where this goes, this is where that goes, then it's fine. There was only a few things like, but that's even here with, you know, you and the kids. 
quote unquote helping in the kitchen putting dishes and stuff away yeah, and i'm like where help. is my spatula i don't <laughs> understand <laughs> why this is my can opener is missing again but you know telling me the can opener don't go in the cabinet (laughs) that that just comes with you know people trying to assist and help which is fine but in the moment it can be frustrating Mm -hmm. when you know that you put a thing in a certain place and it's not there Mm -hmm. but um yeah then we moved in um, after a year we moved oh and, and in the summer she was at home if she chose to be yeah because you were yeah, because I was off. Yeah. So she didn't have to be with us um, unless she chose to be. Because there were some that she was just like, I'll just stay, you know. Mm-hmm. Y'all going to be riding around having fun. I want to ride around have fun too. Mm-hmm. So there was plenty of summer that she did stay. And then, you know, maybe she might go home for a week or two and then come back. And like, all right, I'm ready to come back now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because, again, we had kind of created that environment for, you know, just rest and and you know Amari was and still is a, a really great kid so it wasn't like she was fussing a lot or anything like that so um yeah that was pretty pretty cool and you know she ended up staying for five years mm-hmm. because uh you know like I said she was like no don't 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 worry about daycare which was a huge relief for us because aside from the financial part which it was like a huge burden to try to do daycare and everything it was a peace of mind piece Mm -hmm. like the fact that we didn't have to worry about you know what someone was or wasn't doing Mm -hmm. with and for our child it was just like a huge peace of mind um boost mm-hmm. to but, know that our child was being well taken care of yeah and and the fact that she was with us for five long years no i'm just playing <laughs> i'm just joking you know my mom listens yeah yeah i wanted to hear it <laughs> no it, no but honestly though that was that was a relief for me too to know that you know somebody cares as much as we do mm-hmm. for for our child and then and then too the fact that, you know, we don't have a ruby and rainbow situation where, <laughs> you know, me me and your mom, we get along. Yeah. So it wasn't like a... Ruby and rainbow is a reference to Blackish for those of you that have no idea what he's just talking about. Oh, y'all need to watch Blackish. <laughs> Tuesday nights, ABC. Hey, starts back brand new tonight. Mm-hmm. Black, black television. But um, anyway, you know, it was good that we... We yeah. got along, so mm-hmm. it wasn't one of those situations where it's like, ugh, and I hang my head because my mother-in-law is coming to the house. Or like the war with Grandpa. That's a really cute movie. Yeah, by that the way, is. If a cute anyone movie. wants to watch it, it's De Niro. really cute. Robert De Niro. De Niro and Uma Thurman. Yeah, De Niro killed it. Yeah, it but, was um, funny. You know, it wasn't one of those situations, so that 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 helped too. You know, what I'm saying like, she was there, and it was it was all convenience, and and you know even. Sometimes we get her to talk a little bit and she tell us some old stories mm-hmm. or something, some drop some fact on us that we didn't know mm-hmm. or something like that. Like, you know, when uh, she was telling us about Lewis with the with the cigarette or whatever, or was that Lewis told us that story? I don't know what you're talking about. When he, when he, 
the first time he had a cigarette and lit the field on fire or something like that. Oh, yeah. I don't remember if it was the first cigarette or what, but, yeah. How she was, had to stomp out the field in yeah. her brand new boots. Yeah, <laughs> that was hilarious. And that was a story I had never heard. So yeah. it, was all, it was fun in that way, too. The same way with, um, you know, again, with her just being able to drop those little nuggets in your life. You know what I'm saying? Because at that point, she was, you know, obviously older than us and had lived a little more life than we had at mm-hmm. that point and had already had a whole family that she raised and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, there's little nuggets here and there. Even if you didn't agree with them, it's still good to hear them. Yeah. Because it influences your thinking, you know what I'm saying? Uh, or influencing the way our child thinks. Because remember, Amari, for like the longest time, thought she was supposed to have two breakfasts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the first time she hit me with that, I got up one morning... <laughs> And and I and I was gonna make breakfast, and Amari because because of of your mom, she became an early riser, and she well, was, she was always like that, and she was like an infant, and she was like, "Where's my daddy? Where's my first breakfast?" I was like, "Your first breakfast, <laughs> your first breakfast." Well, my mom just got it confused because we had her on a very nice. Um, routine routine and eating schedule and so what I normally would have done was give her breakfast and then maybe an hour maybe two hours later give her a snack well my mom you know flip-flopped it and so she might would give her like a small bowl of cereal when she first woke up and you know give herself time to get herself dressed and you know all that and then fix a regular breakfast so Amari so my mom kind of st- started calling it first and second breakfast, where her second breakfast was the, the real, yeah, the real like bacon and eggs kind to, of breakfast. Look, because to to Tony Baker's point, <laughs> you can eat cereal anytime, anytime and still eat a full meal. And so, so um, and so she she would call it first breakfast and second breakfast, and that thing had me just cracking up. When she was like, what about my second breakfast? Yeah, I was like, what the world? Your second breakfast. You gonna eat this one and be quiet? Yeah, just little things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there are some things that, you know, I had to kind of redirect my mom in, you know, because of the way we were trying to really guard her, guard Omari's eyes and ears. And so, like... You know, I told, you know, had to ask my mom to please not watch the soap operas, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, because over the years, and I'm sure they were pretty risque when we were young for the time that we were in, but, you know, they, they have gotten a little more over the years and we're like, can you please, like, we can show you how to pull that up later and watch it once we're at home, but while you're with Amari, can you please not watch (laughs) Mm-hmm. So Barbara's and things like that, and I'm sure that she probably was, you know, eat inside rolling her eyes at me. But mm-hmm. um, I watched soap Barbara's when you was a baby, <laughs> exactly. But I mean, she she did stop, and I appreciated it, and I told her that, you know. And then we, like we said, we showed her how to watch it later, so it wasn't like she was missing out. She just wasn't watching it right when it was airing. Mm-hmm. So it was just little things like like that. But overall, we couldn't have asked for a better situation for those five years because mm-hmm. we didn't have to worry. It just was like very freeing to not have to think about the you know welfare of 
our little boo boo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was invaluable. Yeah. I mean, so much so it gave us time to make an, another kid. <laughs> Eventually, <sighs> that took a minute too, though. Didn't didn't know if that was if number two was ever even going to happen. I mean, we had number planned. one took a minute, but we had planned for at yeah, least we two. had planned for it, but it took two years for us to get pregnant with the second one. So we started when our oldest was four. When she was three. Three. That's three years. She, no. She wasn't born until she was six. Amari was five when Ari was born. Oh. Um. But yeah, it took us three years, two years to um to get Ari. So. Oh, as I like to refer to her, number two. Number two. That you probably just heard in the background. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's what it's like to have a multi generational family and yeah. working through the stresses of being young parents, at least at least one layer. You know, yeah. you still got the whole mobile what's it called? Carrier system. What do you put babies in? The thing you put them in. Like a stroller. The stroller. But it had a name. When when I went to buy it for like three hundred dollars. Yeah, that's it. You got the whole travel system thing and picking out the right travel system in the crib. and There's so many decisions. And then now I look at um, people having babies and I'm like, man, that's cool. That we ain't had that. No, no, no. The one that got me was the one with the whole, you take the the car seat and it just clamps into the, the, the car. Base. No, not even with a base. You just it just arranges a certain way and it clamps. Oh in. yeah. And then you take that out and it and clamps into the frame of the stroller and it's not like no extra parts because I had to put in a base. And then you no, but clip did, it have you seen way. the one where you clamp it into the car and you take it out and you it's a trigger on it and the wheels come out and it's a stroller. Dang. That don't make no sense. I saw that yesterday. Somebody on TikTok had it. I said, hold up. Mm-mm. They got it too easy. That's now. too easy. Mm, too easy. Because you, you, all he, he like pulled, he took the car seat out. And he, it's like two triggers on the left and the right side. He pulled them and the wheels came out underneath. And all you have to do is like snap it, snap it up. And then when you put it back, you just pull it down. And you snap it in, and you just put the car seat back. I was like, Look, man. You ain't, you ain't a parent until you scrape your knuckles <laughs> trying to put in that base. <laughs> you ain't no parent. Until these, you, these new age yeah, creations, man. Until like, you don't, geez. Or until you don't scrape your knuckles or went got your PhD in uh, ergonomic car seat <laughs> design so you can figure out where the seat belt goes and how to pull it through and how to loosen it and how to tighten it in case they got on a puffy jacket or you know, a thin jacket and all that kind of stuff. Or you realize that your your child shouldn't be in the car seat with a jacket at all because yeah. it's just not that safe. Yeah. Or yeah. or and and don't try to be frugal like us and think okay we never were in an accident our kid is nice and this car seat's still great and you try to use it for your second one and they tell you your car seat expired. Mm-hmm. Remember who knew? that? Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> Cause he got an expiration date. I said, date. well, thank the Lord that we had enough money at the mm. time to go buy a new one when she was just pushed out of my body. Uh, all I started thinking was, man, I should have did like my parents and just not used one at all. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's on your age, you know Yeah. You know, because when we was little, that's what made me think about it. Because I was like, man, our parents had it easy. They used to just put us in the car. <laughs> and they'd be like, hold on. 
or, or when you're little or when you're a baby they somewhere. just sit in the back and hold you yeah just sitting sit in my lap and that's it that's your car seat your mama's arms wrapped mm-hmm. around your body is your whole protection and then here we come with the travel systems and the bases and bloody knuckles and <laughs> hurt feelings and man how do i get this any tighter you got to be in the back of the car jumping up and down on it pull so hard yeah you know you got six different seat belts and do it had the little hooks do the hooks go up do the hooks go down you know is this do it sit in the middle do it supposed to sit to the left to the right how tight is it is it too tight is it my baby can't breathe is it loose enough when at what age do they face forward you know how long do they face backwards can i see them from the driver mirror do you want to sit in the front or the back with the baby do i need to pull over so you can feed the baby like our parents ain't go through none of that Mm-mm. it was so much they would just hold still yeah and drive 90 miles an hour feed you while they driving all that kind of stuff yep you know, hold the bottle. Like, I'm an infant. Hold the bottle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they had it made. And then these new age parents, they got the gift of all the technology that's derived from all of our learning pains. Right. You know. Plus some. Plus some. Now, they pulling babies out while they TikToking and tweeting at the same time. <laughs> like, how you, how you doing that with one hand? You know what I'm saying? That's a trip. Well, the AI and the ML will detect if the baby's about to fall and send me a push notification so I'll know ahead of time. Like, get out of here with your <laughs> space age jets and stuff. You ain't no real parent. You funny. You got a pod baby. Not a pod baby. But anyway, it's good stuff. Yeah, man. Well, this was fun. For sure. Down memory lane. Except for now, my blood pressure, how you talked about that daycare. It's okay, just breathe. She's downstairs and a rock star. So. Mm-hmm. I'm a woosa. Woosa to that She has some bag. big things coming up, too, that we'll probably announce next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, anything else, boo? No, that's it, babe. All right. Well, thanks list for listening, everyone. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at 97podcast. Twitter at 97pod. Facebook at 97 seven podcasts yeah i think we're on facebook now i don't remember <laughs> and um be sure to comment like subscribe yeah. on apple and all of your podcasting platforms yeah however you listen to this but we i prefer apple yeah so. thanks everyone have a good day have a great one guys